like I said, it's good to see so, so many familiar faces. Um, you probably know that I'm living in New Zealand. I hope you do. You might not know where New Zealand is. Um, that's a whole other question. Uh, it's near Australia, I guess. It's about a five-hour flight. It's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, I am now pastor of a parish. So I have a parish that I'm in charge of, which is wild for me. It's a, a whole new world to enter into. I uh, love it very much, actually. Uh, it's taken me about the three years that I've been gone to get really well adapted. And the Kiwis, as they call them, are great people, are great, great people. I uh, miss you all very dearly, and so it's, it's good to see your faces. It's good to see your faces. In praying over this gospel, because we do need to stick with this gospel, I mean, we do need to preach a little bit about it, right? It's, it's good to know a little bit about this gospel. In praying over this gospel, I uh, really hope that you grasp that, you know, we all suffer in some way. You know, I've had my share, and I'm sure you've had your share. We all have some thorn in our side, some kind of leprosy of some kind. It's rooted in original sin, we might say. It's this whack that's in us all. There's a crookedness that makes us all kind of tweaked so that we're not able to love as we ought. We're not able to do as we ought. We're not able to perceive the truth as we ought. And it's funny because our hearts are made for so much more. We all have it in us, this longing. I don't know if you've looked inside of yourselves because I, I, when I look inside of me, I see like this we call it a nostalgia. It's like this deep, deep longing for something more, you know? This deep longing for a love, to love my brother and my sister, to be faithful, to lay down my life for something meaningful, to not close my eyes and think back upon my life and say it was all vain, but to be able to say there was this one thing which was so beautiful that it made it all worth it. And yet, I perceive in myself a bit of leprosy too. And that leprosy makes me smell. Not all the time. Sometimes I take a shower, but most of the time, it does. And it makes you smell too, unfortunately. It's not a Laredo thing, though. I have never noticed that. The heat makes us more conscious of that, so we shower more. But it does. That interior sin makes us, well, like I had said, kind of whack. And so we're never able to love as our heart longs, right? And um, in facing this gospel, it is true that it relates to me. And I wouldn't be here today. I, I don't know how I would make it through life and hold on very strongly and keep on fighting the good fight if I didn't touch something more, you know? If there wasn't a reason to live, something that gives me meaning beyond myself. You know? Something to love with all my heart. 
And it's really beautiful because this life that I have chosen, I honestly, I, I, it's not easy. You don't see thousands of people lining up to become priests, you know? It's not easy. And one of my brothers in Christchurch, he always reminds me of that when I say, ah, we have a good life. He says, well, you don't see thousands of people lining up for it. <laughs> but it, it's, it's true. It's not an easy life. I look back upon my own life and I, no matter what happened, you know, the mistakes and the good, I would do it all over again. Why? To put a smile upon the face of Christ. To show God that I love him. It was something that touched me a lot right when I was getting started was that whole thing of St. Therese where she wanted her life to be like those little rose petals thrown in front of the feet of God. You know, you take a beautiful rose, you pluck it, and you take it and you just throw those petals right before the feet of the Lord because even the roses of my heart are nothing in comparison with the footsteps of the Lord. And so I come back and I think, and you know, despite all the leprosy in our lives, there is someone that makes sense of it all. It was nice here because here in Laredo, is where I grew up, really, as a priest. It's where I became a brother. It's like I passed from just kind of fragile first steps to being a priest, you know? It's where I learned to love everyone that comes into the confessional. It's like everyone has another encounter with Christ. But if it was just for, you know, people and good feelings and doing some kind of social work, I don't know if I would have lasted. But if I would do it all over again, it isn't for, I don't know, good works. It's because of what this leper had discovered. He had discovered that Jesus is God. He had discovered that there is something happening and there is something worth living for. And he comes back to thank him. And he comes back to lay himself out before him. And for me, uh, I perceive that too. If it wasn't for faith, a real faith in a real person, I don't know. I don't think any of us could last. It's funny, because in the Gospels it says that there's a lot of people who are going to be paths. They're going to be rocky ground. They're going to be thorny ground. And then there's going to be those that are of good soil. And I hope one day to be that good soil, you know? Because that one day, that good soil will bear fruit 10, 20, 100 fold. And it heals all those wounds, all those wounds that the thorny ground have caused, that all that leprosy has caused. And it's very interesting because this leper nails it. He hits the nail on the head. He really does. He realizes that it is faith that saves And I worry about everyone that I might have known, you know, here in Laredo, that if we think it's anything else besides Jesus Christ, then we're in vain. 
If anything in your life is leading you away from him and making you smell, cut it off. Be rid of it. Leave behind what drags us down and tears our souls apart. For life is beautiful. It is precious. And you are loved. And he only asks that you come up and you have that mustard seed, you know, that little grain of faith. That little grain of faith that will grow to be large one day, I hope. That will grow to be so large as you grow in spiritual maturity, you know. But that grain, that mustard seed, that's all he asks. And he's there to heal. (laughs) And he's there to be our rock, our basis, our reason why. Because if it was just people, you know, people could be messed up. I hate to break the news to you. If you're naive before tonight, you're no longer naive. (laughs) People are messed up. But God is alive. And God is love. And he is working. And he is not given up on us. And so this faith can be also translated as hope. To hope. To hope that the beauty will shine. I remember the day of my second conversion. The day of my second conversion. It was Scott Hahn saying a famous quote where he says... When do you see in the furthest? Do you see furthest in the nighttime or in the day? And I love that quote. It's so corny. It is. But I love it because it's so true. You don't see further in the day. You see further in the night because you can see the stars. And the beauty really shines through the crucible of life. But there is, therefore, something worth fighting for. Another one of my favorite quotes from Frodo. Actually, it isn't Frodo, it's Samwise. Samwise Gamgee. That there, is something, that there is something worth fighting for. There is goodness out there, sir. And it is worth fighting for. Yes, that there is something to hope in. But to get there, we have to convert. We have to trust in the person of Christ. All of our efforts in doing retreats, whether it's the Acts retreats or the True Love Waits or the middle school or the I don't know-ish, all the different thousands of retreats, it's all vain if it doesn't lead us to encounter that person, to have that personal relationship with Christ. And that becomes that good soil. And so if for some reason you have not been to confession, go. If for some reason you have been, you know, far from the church because the church, she's wounded, she's messed up because I hate to break the news to you, but the church is made up of you and me. So it's messed up. The church is messed up. If you ran away from her, run back to her. There's two reactions facing the leprosy of the church. One reaction is to run away, and the other reaction is to run towards. I'll never forget, I don't even know if the statistic is true. I just heard. 
that after the scandals came out in the States, vocations went up, not down. And it's true. When you see the wound, do you run towards it or away from it? And I would say we run towards because we hope and we trust and we believe. And upon that rock, we transcend all culture. We transcend all particularities. And we become united in the body of Christ. So, coming together tonight, let us ask that the Holy Spirit might come into our hearts and that we might come before his throne, that we might receive him within our hearts in communion, and that he might conform us to him, that he might heal us of our leprosy, that he might set us straight, for he is our meaning, he is our why, he is our love, he is our life. And so we let go of everything and we place ourselves in him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.